Hello and welcome to SlashTube, the movie pitching podcast with a twist. Everybody gets the same title, some time to prepare, and then brings that idea to the table. So we have a very different episode today because uh, hopefully this will set a good precedent going forward with our guests. But uh, Ryan is normally our resident dupe, but actually today our guest is the dupe, and that is Daria. So Daria, how are you feeling about being the dupe? Your first time on the podcast and you haven't been given the title in advance. I feel great about it because I, well, I didn't quite understand uh, what was the difference, but uh, as far as I understood is that uh, you give me a title this episode and I come up with a concept and I like that because I hate overthinking things and I much prefer improvising, so... Yeah, that's a great answer. And as you said, there isn't really much of a difference because I think most of us come up with the idea like 10 minutes beforehand or the day before anyway. So I think there isn't much of a difference. But no, I'm... I'm, I'm Thanks thanks for for devaluing me, Sean. I'm including myself. I'm including myself in that. You know, we're all in this together. Um, So to that end, uh, our other two guests who have been given the title ahead of time are Ryan. Ryan, how are you feeling about having the title for... Uh, the first time ever in it's, advance. It's been a nice refreshing change. So I think I, I love being the dupe. I really do. As Darius said, you know, it's that creativity, the sort of being improvising, coming up with the stuff on the spot is really, really fun. But, you know, because I was given this title ahead of time, it gave me an opportunity to sort of do that, but over a longer period mm. of time. So really sit there, flesh my ideas out, not having to worry about coming up with the idea and being able to sort of be mm. co-host as well. So let me just, Dan... It's not the first time, yes. is it? It's the second. It's not time. the first time. We had a chat about That's this a minute ago, and I knew it was the second time, but you told me it was the first time. Lockdown. Yeah, lockdown, the lockdown episode. Had your own title. Oh yeah, that was true. So let me just sort of really put a thing at the end, though, did we? No. And so, f- so you had the title ahead of time, obviously, for the lockdown episode, but mm. this is the first episode where you're not the dupe. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, and the other, uh, our following guest uh, uh, who has had the title in advance is Dan. Dan, how are you feeling today? Hello. Hello. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling, as always. <laughs> good, good. And so am I. I'm sure on your peerless moderator. And, and at the end of the episode, I will be picking a winner. But to find out what happens to the winner, you have to listen to the halfway point. So I think it's a good time to tell everyone our title. So this is for Daria as well, our dupe. The title of today's episode is Knock and Loose. Knock and Loose. Okay, so uh, Ryan, so against all odds, normally you come in third. Let's, let's bring you in first. I'd like to hear your idea for Knock and Loose, your previously prepared idea for Knock and Loose. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Sean. So my idea for Knock and Loose, it comes with the internet and the world's love of creepypastas and the sort of the grudge being remade recently mm-hmm. uh, and the slender man film as well so i've sort of i've decided to go for a horror film now if you know me i do not like horror movies at all yes right? they absolutely do their job and they scare the life mm-hmm. out of me um but i sort of know enough about the way that sort of films so um and also i just want to know that i've changed the 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 writing of the title so it's knock as in k-n-o-c-k like you Mm -hmm. would do on a door Mm um and so the idea is is it would be centered around a few families you know the small town in america uh lovely sleepy sort of like the town in um iron man 3 that he goes to Mm. that sort Mm. of lovely sleepy town but though but with those sort of big wooden gothic houses um, sort of the, the creepy houses. Um, so the idea would be there's a shale mine 
nearby and this company has sort of uh bought it and they've moved their prospector out there i assume prospect is still a job <laughs> if you um but that sort of and but then their finance guy like the head engineer like they've moved a bunch of families out there to run it actually our grandfather used to do that um in the tobacco industry he would be moved out to um a location and he would have to set up the factory mm. buy the machinery hire all the staff like do all that sort of mm. stuff um taste the leaves yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so I like he, the idea. He knew tobacco. That was that was what they used to say about him. Mm-hmm. He used to mm. say, "Oh, Grandpa Popsy knew tobacco." Um, they're best friends. Uh, <laughs> so you know, like they're you know they're going through the town, and you see it's lovely sleepy. You hear the bell ringing, and um, you know, and they they get to know everyone. Gets and they sort of the the people that get moved there, they know each other, mm-hmm. like because the families have all met at functions or whatever. And the but, time period is what now? Yeah, it's like a now sort okay. of. Um, film and then the you know but i think the whole thing is this this town has a cd sort of like hot fuzz has a cd underbelly you know some things it's almost too perfect Mm. um and then you know as sort of as they're going on their day-to-day there's someone one of the like younger adults starts to befriend some of the people and then you sort of hear the bell ringing again and then um they like dying like a car accident or something like that even though they're just sort of this people just move there it's a bit weird um i think i like this idea of the the mum going to pick up the kids the mum who i've cast mm. is bryce dallas howard as mm-hmm. well uh she goes to pick up the kids and she's sort of waiting there and she hears like the double like kids playing double dutch mm-hmm. and she hears what and sort of this idea of like her looking out the car window watching the kids play double dutch and she hears them singing dan you might want to put some kind of uh effect on my voice when we're editing this <laughs> but this idea of them singing like a creepy kids rhyme as they're playing double dutch uh-huh. so it would be i'm gonna try and count myself so you've here. written the rhyme for i us. have written the rhyme here oh well. that's great so okay. it'll go this this is a first i'm, yeah. I'm, enjoying, I'm ready for so this. it'll go all right i've got to try and count myself in right so it'll go hangman john lived on the hill with his family, calm and still, the boys would play and the girls would run until the bell in the town had rung. John would go put on his mask, walk to the gallows quick and fast. When the bad man was in the noose, John said, knock three times and I'll set them loose. Oh, so she sort okay. of, and it's just like one of these things right. she hears the sort of kids. Yeah. And so the, as after that point, you then begin to realise that the people from the families are starting to get like hunted are starting to get hunted down and killed and from the family the pro- prospectors the prospector and the finance guy and the, right. the mining expert and all those okay. people you know the people so like maybe one of their kids goes to the one of their kids like you know in, the, in his uh 21 or whatever mm-hmm. bit rebellious goes to the bar like gets honey trapped you know mm. smokes some of the of the doobs but then um <laughs> you sort of like gets out with an od or something like or a drink drive or something like that you mm-hmm. know all these people start um, and every time something happens, the bell starts ringing. And you know, so we're sort of getting to understand that, you know, these guys have got to get out there, but they're not really understanding how it works. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of in the rhyme, like, you know, when I talk about like the family being calm and still, maybe it means that like Hangman John's family like are dead and sort of the boys and the girls are the people who used to be in the town that he used to hang and that's sort mm-hmm. of going through. So I think um, something will probably happen with a... Sorry, go on, Dan. I jump in on the rhyme. Your last line. What's the last line of the rhyme? Uh, John said, knock three times mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll set them that's loose. When, that's when it just has to go and loose, right? For your wow moment. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and John loose. said, knock three times. 
and loose. And loose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also nice escansion. Yeah. And it's uh and I just I, I like the idea of them them getting, you know, they realise what's going on, like they're sort of then the town like will capture them and take them to like the gallows and there'll be someone there. So the whole town's in on it? The whole town's in on it because the new shale mine is opening up and it's obviously gonna you know, like shale mining is or is like the worst way to get um fossil fuels out because you have to burn it I and there's see, like right. risking and it's it's upset a lot of American towns where these companies have you know, mining companies have discovered shale mines, bought them right. and then obviously like upset the per- picture perfect village that it used to be. So is it, is it is it that they um they say it's you think it's going to be a horror with a demon or a or a ghost or some sort of like you know sort of serial killer type sort of guy that can come back from the dead, but really it's the town using the old folklore story of uh, the hangman and that, to and that's, drive these people out of the and town. that's why I talked about it being a creepy pastor at the top because mm-hmm. you know those sort of internet myths Annabelle's another great one where the sort of it's real you know you can go visit the Annabelle doll mm-hmm. and people still have this really creepy vibe about it and they don't want to upset it because of all these sort of things that happen so mm-hmm. um, I think yeah that, that you know the someone they get put in the gallows and something goes wrong and they, they realise like we've got to get the hell out of here but how are we going to make a distraction and they're like right we need to set the shale mine on fire because that's going to burn for ages and that's going to be such a huge sort of mm-hmm. thing that's going to get us out there so they sort of like go to the mine and they get you know they get chased they go into an old house and it's John's old house you know mm-hmm. Hangman John's old house up on the hill and that's where they sort of see the bodies and the old nooses and stuff like that but then he had like a secret way like down into the mine shaft so then they're able to like get mm-hmm. through there you know rig it um the sort of the mining expert he's the guy he's got a so you know, they go sacrifice. down into the mine and then have to get back out of it yeah basically, into their, of their to own... set to set it so they right, can set like the whole that. thing up and so they're all burn. characters that basically would never have really gone into a mine for, for no, very I long think they know they, they, they go in they test stuff and then they'd let the workmen go in yeah and they're sort of but they know it though so the mining you know he knows about the mines he knows about shamans he's the one going in making sure that it's all so that then you know in six months time mm. they get the whole workforce out here the trucks everything like that you know but so they you know need what? to yeah. be here to sort of you know they, they have to get the plan permission so i've got the the main lead guy i've got will travers so he was in jessica jones and messiah mm-hmm. um sort of lovely jawline <laughs> um dara yeah uh i have a bunch of structural questions sure go for <laughs> it so your uh main well the what so it's a family that moves into this town it's a couple of families i think a couple of families and they move there why because the Big oil company has said there's a there's a shale mine here. Um, we need you to okay. move to the town. You know, establish your presence. Establish your presence. Get, get, get yeah. the planning permission. Mm-hmm. You know, the, as well the, as the wives maybe go and sort of do their run their influence in the white in the wives. Yeah, and they well, move the kids. You know, the yeah. kids have already got put into schools there and stuff like that. So you know, they've sort of. It could also be that there's a family that's maybe used to doing this. Like as we said at the beginning, like our grandfather. You know, he'd go to one country. 12 months, set it up, come back home to India and then go to another one and go mm-hmm. do it again. So maybe they're used to the fact that they're moving mm. around. So uh, then one of the mothers of the newcomers hears her own kids sing that rhyme. No, she, she's waiting to pick her kids up from school and she's sort of like looking out the window and there's some other kids singing it. And that's sort of the first time it's sort of that weird, you know, you just got the window down and you're just sort of listening while you're waiting and that's when she sort of first hears it. But that establishes like 
the history mm. and the sort of the, the, it establishes the creepy pasta, the sort of the slender man. Do the stuff. kids eventually pick up on that and they start singing it too? Maybe they'll start humming it like at home or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, or, or yeah, or you're right. Or they maybe start playing it. She sees then sees her kids like playing it, playing in the street mm-hmm. with it, with the other kids sort of doing it. Um, yeah, just that sort of it was, it was quite. It's quite weird. I just I can see it from like the sort of the camera, like sort of from inside the car, almost like zooming in slowly, like mm-hmm. over her shoulder. So final, I said a bunch. I still have them. Um, <laughs> what is the problem if that's a couple of families who are connected to the oil industry? They're extremely rich. Was the problem for them in just pack up and leave, or call call the oil company and say uh, the things are weird? I think it would it would almost be a little bit too late. So like the deaths are almost like accidents, right? Like I said, it's a drink driving incident or something like that. That's you know that could just be conceived as as an accident. I mean that's very hot fuzz. I do get that. Yeah, very hot fuzz. Yeah, no, it is. But the, the but the idea of like it's. Um, but the, less funny sort of, and more genuinely scary. Yeah. yeah, and what what sort of stops them? Sort of, you know, the fact that they they don't really know anything's wrong until, like, yeah, like the point where they all sort of get kidnapped. Like the guy, if the guy's running into planning permission trouble, he's had to do this in loads of towns before. He knows about the sort of thing. So, like, a red flag to hit for if you know his planning permission getting stopped is not the end of the world for him. That's why he's been moved out there because then he works the crowds and you know he sort of he finds out the right sort of mm. tweaks and i think it's it's only at the point where that like the the town mob you know descend upon these guys put them in the gallows mm. for where, whatever reason um that's when they're like right we've we've got to get the hell out yeah. of me me and you so i've got yeah, it is, well it is an excellent question we... though daria it is because because mm. it's because um you know the films like TV shows like Ozark or films like Apostle, for example, on Netflix, they, um, they, the character has a reason to stay in a scenario that really sort of seems to be on the turn, isn't it? Because in Ozark, I believe, it, it's the sort of, man. yeah, he's desperate. He has to do it. There's, there are other forces sort of convincing him. So, yeah, I think establishing that is quite key, mm. isn't it? Establishing the reason that keeps him there. Same with Hot Fuzz. He's yeah. there for work. Mm, mm can't leave yeah yeah and i think that that's what it is like yes yeah, so he's, he's that similar thing opening that town you know he's opening the mine he's opened up these before he knows what yeah. he's doing and it's only when they sort of yeah they all descend yeah one or two accidents is suspicious but then suddenly like with pattern, speed yeah it becomes yeah. a pattern and then and i think yeah so the the i've got so i've got will travers as the main guy um bryce house's wife i've got paul Waterhauser as the mining expert now he was the guy that was in i Tonya and uh richard jewell Recently. Yeah, he's a great actor. Great actor. And I, just I didn't got know his name, thing, but he's a great actor. Yeah, that's sort of... I think he played good. You know, he'd probably have to do something like sacrifice himself at the end. You know, the good goodbye. But he, he has that sort of minor, uh, like, yeah, like minor feel to me. Like mm. Sort of like um, Midwestern, like he's mining, the, he's mining expert. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that's sort of, that's really... Dan, that's were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say I can't get over how good I, Tonya was. That's that, like, every time someone says, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's say, true. What a film! That, like, I know I've said it before, yeah. In the series. I love the director of Itonia. I love I, he's a fantastic director. So it's, I'm glad it's you know, these directors, sort of indie directors you follow for a little while, and then suddenly they do a film that sort of captures a nation and then they it sort of propels them. So I'm really glad to have actually seen that happen. Um, yeah, so is this your so, Ryan, is this you coming to terms with horror? Because I know that you don't watch horror. In fact, you refuse to watch a lot of horror. 
even good ones I try and encourage you hey the horror is just supplementary to you know the themes or to you know this point but you never sort of you'll always uh, refuse horror is this you approaching it I, I would on? say yeah it's 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 like it's an approach of horror that isn't so that is like is accessible in a way because it's the horror in this is more with the idea of of John the Hangman, mm. of the creepypastas thing of it. Um, but then it turns out that it's the people, you know, like right. the, the real, you know, or, or is it, or is the middle America, is, sorry, is the big oil company the, the, mm, the, the, the real villain, yeah. you know, because they're trying or to destroy they just trying town. to get their town well, yeah. yeah. So, you know, th th that sort of thing. I'd say that it's not really my, t my terms of coming to horror, you know, I'm still not mm. going to, you know, write this and then be okay with it. Because some of them do obviously do very fantastic things to, to, scare the bejeebas out of you mm. um yeah. daria yeah 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 i wanted to say uh normally horror films we kind of uh need to care about the characters so they need to establish mm. the work a little bit on who these people are and why why do we care because we need to be genuinely scared scared mm. and well, here's a bunch of families, which I think makes it a bit more difficult. But I thought it would be could be cool if uh, we, the viewer, as the viewer, we don't really sympathize with these people because yeah. they are rich people who work in all industry. Sure. And so we, as a viewer, root for them to all to die. <laughs> uh, so no, it's no. the town people who are like cool and care about ecology. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they don't die. They don't die. So kind of the, the bad guys the win the, again. The bad yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they come in and they just rape this town, you know? And yeah, they just come absolutely. in after afterwards and just destroy it. Yeah. And then and then also <laughs> I guess idea. in a way because their escape is setting them setting the the shale mine on fire. Mm. You know, which is which is which is a devastating thing. And it's also that sort of idea of like actually thinking about it. You know, yeah, you've come into this town. You've just done something that ecologically is a disaster, <laughs> mm, and now yeah. you're going to bolt out of there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a diary. They no, just run away. Yeah. And they just get out of there, you know, because now the town is left to deal with this thing, and then the nation, rest of the nation is left to deal with it. Now, um, why, now you can even add this thing where the whole hangman stuff and all of this—it's not really a horror thing. It's just the town trying to drive them out. Mm. So they just fabricate all this stuff to get rid of them, and they scare mm. the shit out of them, and they get into all of these scenarios where. You know, they put themselves in peril, but and you know, but really, there's nothing there. It's just the town trying to. Yeah, get... and, the, and actually, they get they die by accident because, like, I don't know, the town people did something to the car, but it was not deadly. Yeah, and the guy died because yeah. he was also drunk. Yeah, yeah. yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it turns into yeah, yeah, accidental precisely. horror. Yes, yeah, so they sort of they, end they, up. They're just trying to do something in yeah. innocent, <laughs> which is gently get rid of these people, and they escalate it through their own ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> And you give it this hardline horror feel, but you know what you're witnessing is just these idiots, you know, these sort of rich, entitled sort of people, yeah, who've come here for a nefarious purpose to trick these people. Yeah, they sort of finish themselves off. Almost got their reference, yeah. Yeah. It sort of, it doesn't, that sort of aspect of it doesn't, it, it moves it away from being a creepypasta than into sort of like, I guess, a reverse revenge film, I guess, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Sort of like, because we're always rooting for the person who got, done on in a revenge film um but yeah i i, I sort of it was mm. interesting to sort of come up with this i predicated this entire idea on the creepy kids rhyme which i actually wrote first Best way um, to start there's, and, no, there's nothing wrong with you ryan that's a completely normal thing to yeah. do so i predicated this entire idea on the on the creepy kids rhyme and then build it out off the back of that
great idea. And uh, we'll have to um, make one of our guests the Duke more often so you can come up with some preloaded ideas. Thank you very much. Um, I would like to throw it over to Dan now and find out his take on the title Knock and Loose. Hi. Well, so Knock and Loose is a, a British action movie mm -hmm. uh, set in a faux Robin Hood period of time. Somewhere mm -hmm. in uh, somewhere between 1500s and 1600s, which is mm -hmm. a bit later than maybe the original Robin Hood started coming about. Mm -hmm. And it focuses on the Robin Hood story that was never told, which is the mm -hmm. story of Knock and Loose. Mm -hmm. And the reason it was never told is because they were two women. Mm, um, that's good. And so, but what I just they, wanted they... to let you know quickly is that the the untold story, the Robin Hood story never told, is the tagline of every Robin Hood movie that comes yeah, out. Absolutely, <laughs> which, is, which is what I love about it. And is this actually going to be the untold story? Yeah, the untold story yeah. of Robin Hood because he's never going to feature in it. Um, right. Okay. And so it's basically the, the knock and loose inspired Robin Hood to do what he did. I think mm. is what what we're we're imagining. Ah, of course, okay. it's all right. It's all utter faux historical nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking, uh, it's a Danny McBride script. Oh, okay. By Len Wiseman. So we're going full underworld style, yes. right? Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, but they're trying to be dark and edgy, but they're not because it's also British. So it's got that element of comedy in it as well. Mm. Like the lightheartedness. So it's not quite... Um, it's not quite dark, gritty. An American werewolf sort of uh, tone, that sort yeah. of comedy and horror type. Comedy, sort of well, yeah, less horror and more. We're looking like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves level of stuff, I think. Okay. But with what would happen if you did it modern day British. Okay. And um, so Knock and Loose are Freema uh, Adjaman and Natalie Emmanuel. Um, mm. Natalie Emmanuel was in Game of Thrones, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. So those oh, yeah. two are, are, are knock yes are knock and loose, and um, the main the film is loosely based Ooh. around uh, Countess Elizabeth Bathory. She was like a, a Hungarian uh, countess who's she's known as the most famous female serial killer in history. Oh wow! Um, she's known as the Blood Countess, and. Um, she like used to beat peasants to death and stuff like that and chew off parts of their face and what have you. She's like a proper nasty. proper villain. Yeah, yeah, proper villain, right? And so she's going to be visited... I had my mic off, but I said Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm glad you turned it on to say that. Actually. Yeah. Um and so she's visiting England. Uh -huh. And knock and loose are uh, find this out through some um knowledge. And there it is their plot to um bring her down effectively mm -hmm. um and hijinks ensue mm -hmm. um in it's like it's proper the, the action sequences are proper good like they're they're feisty they're brilliant mm -hmm. they're strong um and that's just the men so <laughs> when when the women get involved it gets stupid good like, right. like the, so we've got some uh, the, the male actors in there I thought would be like, I just saw Tom Holland do, I'm years behind it, but I saw mm. Tom Holland do his uh, lip sync Rihanna. to Umbre Umbrella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that man. 
It turns me on. Like I'm, I'm straight up. Like it does I, something hey, to that me. Guy's like, I Fuck. love Rihanna. I literally now living room. There is a portrait of Rihanna that I drew, and that's the only thing I ever uh, pant. Well, it's not. It's a non drew. Mm. It's a pencil uh, sketch. Mm. Um, and the my, I love it. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing about it is how serious he is. He's not mocking yes. it. He's not oh, like yeah. being. This is a silly thing women do. He like goes he spe- yeah. full on. Yeah, yeah. he does, yeah. doesn't he? He gives yeah. it his all, his entire being. But yeah, he's yeah. It- his athleticism and and with the Spider Man stuff, like just mm. I want him to feel live. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so, I've, so I want that kind of um, liveness within within the, within a male actor. And and David uh, Oyelowo, who mm. um, I think would be a really nice. They're kind of like. Not the little John and uh, Will Scarlet because they won't be their yeah. names, but they are yeah. their progenitors <laughs> for them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And then we have like the merry band of people, um, and I think Naomi Scott would make a an yeah appearance nice. in there. Yeah, and Poppy Drayton, who was in the Shannara series, which I don't know whether you ever watched, no. um, and she's. I'm very lucky because I've actually worked with her. And then mm-hmm. I saw her in this series and she's she's plays one of the elf elf warriors and she's mm-hmm. so I was trying to find some really physical female actors that could absolutely pull off the the level of sword play archery. Uh, the girl mm. it's the girl from uh Logan. She's half British, half Spanish. She's yes. also playing Lyra yes. in yes. his dark material. Yes, she'd be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah great shout. So that's yeah. great. So th- I-, I imagine this band to be of a few uh, uh, like a few women that could come come and go mm. and then our countess has i don't know whether it's so her countess definitely has like a handmaiden who is also her assassin or, mm. or a person that comes in and helps these things and i can't work with out... a mask with a really sweet mask on at yeah. all times which would, yeah. which would probably sway sway this decision now because it's either ruth wilson with karen gillen as her assassin or Karen Gillan with Ruth <laughs> Wilson as her assassin. But it's those two people, and I don't know which one is <laughs> I can't imagine Ruth Wilson being an assassin for somebody else. She hires the assassin. She is. No, I think Ruth Wilson would be Elizabeth. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I think because yeah. Karen Gillan's Karen Gillan's good in a mask. She's already done work. Well, she's, mask, yes. Right? Yeah, she, well, yeah. she, well, she's um, yeah. in Avengers. Nebula in Avengers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we very rare... We very rarely see Karen Gillan in her own face anymore. Mm. So mm. that's why I was thinking we could actually see that. But that's they're your baddies. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it's an, a gratuitous action film. There's there's as much excuse to be slaying people. And maybe their thing is obviously knock and loose are your archery heroes, but maybe yes. the others use different weapons. Um, and that's kind of their style. It is mostly a style over substance film. Yeah. It's very Tarantino. It sounds very Tarantino. I mean, basically. there is the, sort maybe, of genre mashups and stuff. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess it would be. Well, less, also a lot of murders. Yeah, a lot I guess of it would be women. less bloody than a, mm. a Tarantino. It does not sound less bloody. You like, <laughs> literally just gave us like a list of 20 female assassins. Yeah. <laughs> they need. It's brilliant. I mean, but, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut around it. PG thirteen. We'll cut yeah. all the blood out, right? In, a, in a, a way release. that it would, you know, like with some of the like the die hard die hard films and stuff are like massively action movies, but you don't. It's there's a level mm. of blood, isn't they there? There's a level of murder, yeah, that happens in that. 
and yeah, there'll be loads of big set pieces, like an infiltration of a castle and stuff like that that will happen. A ball, some kind of ball. Yeah, master ball. Where they all, where they all sure. have to be the pretend to be the servants and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. So yeah, I uh, that's that's knock and loose. Have you got an action touchstone for it? Is it what in terms of action films? Because I'm writing a sort of outline for an action film at the moment, and it's and so I've been doing a lot of research. And in fact, the film I'm writing has it hinges on the idea that it has every type of action film, every type of action film in it. Okay. That's right. that's its conceit. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of research into different kinds of action films. So I'm wondering if you've got a touchstone to funnel us down into a particular it's really, type of it's action. It's really film. interesting. So I love I love the sleekness of like the Matrix fights. Mm. because they're they're almost balletic aren't they in their yeah, fight choreography yeah. and i want it to feel like that i want it to feel like they're they're so totally in it not yeah. the but not as far as the john wick films which mm. feel okay. like um brutal dance don't they there's it's it, yeah, that feels sure, too sure. i want them to feel almost supernatural not quite I see. A little bit of a Wuxia vibe. So you but get not too yeah. much. So you but get eighty-seven eleven. Yeah. You get eighty-seven eleven to do the fight choreography, basically. Yeah. And that but, team, yeah. right? It's as uh, Chad Stileski's team. Of the, um, sort of House of Flying Daggers influence in there. Yeah, House of Flying thing. Daggers, Crouching Tiger, but without. But the with Wuxia, more of a grounded, the... sure, um, sure, with less wire I, f- I forgot the name of. There is this film. It's about. I forgot the name, but it's like a cult film. It's a dude. Who had to fest a fight with ex-boyfriends of the girl Sorry, he likes? Versus the world. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, the, yeah. That ends up going sort of full computer gamey, doesn't it? Um, yeah, deliberately as part of the the style. Mm. So maybe a little less than that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and also, it's. It, it, I guess the touch point for me was originally like the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the Kevin Costner film, but mm. with decent action. So it's got like and a good accents and good accents. Yeah. It's got like it's got like a good story thread that you, yeah, you care okay. about the characters and the peripheral characters because they're not really peripheral. Um, mm-hmm. But but any time, but it, the the story arcs are only there to get us to the next action scene, and and after mm-hmm. each one, it only gets better. Each action mm-hmm. sequence is like, oh my god, how do they top? Oh my god, how do they top that? They're topping it. They're topping it. Each so it's time. got. Is it is is it a sort of um, indie film that punches above its weight, or is it a Hollywood film that has a bit of sort of edge to it? I think. Well, I where's think, its budget range? I think it's a British film. Like it's deliberately mm. British, um, mm. but it's given quite. I mean, it's got some players in there, so mm. it's given quite a budget. Um, I don't think it's like a full Hollywood AAA. Is it like a real British British film, or is it a British film produced like a British film mm. produced by Americans, like Game of Thrones, mm, or The Dark yeah, Knight, or something? Maybe yeah. maybe it starts off and they end up needing more budget, and so they sell their soul, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that and that brings in a, a level. Who needs a cameo from uh, Dame Diana Riggs, who was playing the head of the House yes. of Tyrell? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. Yeah, she Definitely. could be like the English queen or something. Uh, that yeah. is, she should be there. That she's yeah. the, I have like a short. She's like the their uh, their patron, isn't she? Mm. So Dan, what what happens to uh, Countess? That's that's yeah. what I want to know. Do they what happens? Well, they well, got so, to wait, defeat, wait, haven't they? Two questions. What happens to Countess? And then are we? Because at the beginning you said this is like they taught Robin Hood 
They sort of taught him, is that what you're saying? Or they yeah, does he that? make a sort of post-credits cameo, like a young it, Robin? Maybe, Hood? maybe. So the, I don't think the Countess can die in England. Historically, mm. that would be wrong. I mean, none of this is real. <laughs> also, you can have that as a line in the film. Yeah. She, uh, you know, she cannot die in England. Yeah. You know, that's, she's, it's like she's almost supernatural. Yeah, you know? well, also, it can't be brought back on the English. But she mm. gets sent on her way. She gets discredited. Her, her assassin definitely dies. Yeah. And it's yeah. this overthrowing of a countess that inspires Robin Hood to overthrow um, mm. the sheriff. Yeah. I, I, I'm a bit lost because it was, like, as I said, 20, a list of 20 mm. female assassins. So the countess is that the most bloodiest yeah, female. Yes, she's the bloody assassin. countess. Yeah. And then there was a conversation between who should play her. Uh, Ruth Wilson or Karen Gillan. Yeah, and we went for Ruth I mean, Wilson because it's Ruth Wilson. Definitely, I, it's no question. No, yeah. it's no definitely. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I, I put it out there, and as I said, <laughs> you knew it was wrong. To question. Ruth. Yeah, no, yes. it's absolutely it's 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 Ruth Wilson because she would also she probably is twisted, but also like clever. Yeah, and I mean. <laughs> If you haven't seen his Dark Materials, you should, oh, because no. that's basically the character Ruth Wilson is playing. In yeah. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Maybe that was why my brain didn't want her to be there, because we were <laughs> But yeah, and, and another serial killer like in Luther. But she, but um, obviously... But she combined the roles. You know, sometimes an actor comes along have, and they take... Have you seen The Affair? That's, she plays a completely different character. Yeah, that. So yes. if you want to see him... Yeah, yeah, you're right. She's a bit sort of... Um, I don't know, more of a shrinking violet. She's quite a strong character, but she's her personality recedes quite a lot. So you can have like, yeah, so she's quite she's quite complex as an actor, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, so the big bloody final battle will be the assassin and then she'll be discredited and she'll go off on a right. So maybe the, yeah. actually the denouement of that is that there's this battle that's going on, a high action thing, but at the same time mm. there's some really calm political stuff going mm. on right at the same time mm. and that diana rigg maybe is that pulls the final blow of that um so yeah the lose yeah and she can have the phrase when she like decides the fate of the countess she's like well so that's decided knock and lose and like meaning that she's done yeah send her yeah. away <laughs> and then sean and ryan can go in the yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do every time we hear the title in a movie <laughs> Um, I, I I like that. Sorry, that's my idea. But... I, no, you, you can have it, mate. You can have it. It's, it's great. Brilliant. It's great. Um, will it be beset by reshoots? This seems like the sort of project that starts as like an indie darling and then ends up quite, could be forced into a generic corner. I, I think they, they end up fighting and actually the actors fight against the generic corner. Okay. I think one of them is quite badly injured in a, in one of the fight scenes. You know, like Viggo Mortensen got his two teeth knocked out and mm, like, mm. super glued them back in. I think <laughs> I think one of them gets quite badly hurt and shooting stopped for a bit, but they all decide not to. Yeah. They want the producer like, let's reshoot, let's get someone else in and let's change it a little bit. And they all put their foot down and say, yeah. we're not coming back to the shoot. Yeah, and it's one of those things in the news. And so they can't back down. They have to put on hiatus. They redo yeah. the script. They make it better and they come back stronger. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I like it. And um, it's a tale of, uh, it's a tale of um, re re resilience in the face yeah. of... Um, and I think I think the action sequences are are lauded. I think they really are. I, I can't think of maybe uh, yeah maybe it's a new fight choreographer that comes on the scene mm. is trying something new. There's definitely use of bullet time. There's definitely use of 
some seeds. Would be called Arrow Time, wouldn't it? Arrow <laughs> yes. Time. Yeah. Arrow <laughs> Time. And I think maybe they do. Maybe they come up with some slight new thing, that mm. and they call it Arrow Time, obviously in homage to. Mm. But some there's something new in there. I can't imagine it because otherwise I'd be coming up with Arrow Time. <laughs> um, and also that they try and make it seem real. So mm. the CGI is used to enhance realness rather than to so just that supernaturalness so like mm. adding an extra foot to a jump not an extra 10 foot to a jump yeah sure and it's and, set extension enhancements rather than sort of all cgi sets yeah and, and that's so what makes them even more impressive like scaling mm. a wall scaling the wall instead of them jumping in one jump they are climbing but it's just beyond what we would normally be able to so like do. like speed mm. climbing in the olympics um have you said have ever seen that yeah. like they are you yeah. know like sean and i go climbing and they you know you can see the techniques that they're doing them but they're doing it 10 times the speed that we yeah. do them and they're just you know going up these walls so it's possible far within capability yeah yeah it's possible to train to be able to climb oh like that's that. some great behind the scenes that gets put out on youtube before yeah. the films released, and they all have to it? train yeah. for months and they all love it they like really bond mm. on this on this thing and like they they all get tattoos obviously they'll get tattoos mm -hmm. <laughs> um and they're never quite they're never quite the same again. Like it's only ever made them all better. And they go, they meet each other monthly. doesn't matter where they are in the world. <laughs> yeah. They meet each other monthly for like a knock and loose dinner. And, uh... A lot of Game of Thrones things happening here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, sure, for sure. It's one of those experiences, except, isn't it? Except it this one ends well, one. I imagine. <laughs> so, so. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not a Game of Thrones podcast. But I think the ending <laughs> yeah. itself of Game of Thrones was actually good. Is the getting to the ending that was shit? Mm. You mean like the getting to it within the last season, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah? It's just the I actually, as an idea of that ending, I think it's brilliant, and I mm. I like that there is a gender element to it. That maybe they didn't see uh, her nature because she is a beautiful. Yeah, tiny little mm -hmm. woman mm -hmm. and they're like oh of course she's good she's a woman yeah. she wants to yeah. liberate and I think it's just kind of getting to the point that they, they yeah. do they did it so quickly it was shit yeah. but I think the ending itself was not bad and like I mean that happens quite a lot only mm. well, has written a full book about it that like when Putin came to power I'm going to talk about what I know when Putin came to power in 2000 and in 2000 he's been mm -hmm. in power for 20 years mm -hmm. um he was seen as a young promising wind of change he was mm -hmm. like modern he spoke German he was like this cool new mm -hmm. seemingly liberal guy and that happens quite a lot and I thought yeah. that was actually quite clever as... It is clever. It is clever, definitely. And to find out that you've been rooting for the villain the whole time, and actually mm. a lot of her acts are quite villainous, but they're, they're, they're covered up because you're seeing other villains. Uh, really, the two people that are brother and sister having sex with each other, not that bad, you know? <laughs> when yeah. It comes down to it. No. Yeah, <laughs> and she always, like, and, like, all the people we did, explicitly shown that all the people she is executing are shit people. Mm. Like, only in the last season she starts executing people who are not uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and, I, I, yeah. it's you're right. So it's it's getting it was getting there that was yeah that the, the truncated final season I think. Yeah, it's just it should have been like three seasons, but they were like let's make it in one, mm -hmm. and that's why it was shit. <laughs> but I, I think the ending itself is actually quite 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 good. Mm. Well, not the ending as it happened, but like but in my head, meant, yeah. the concept of the ending, uh, yeah, yeah, and what it meant. So really how could so, 
I never really heard it put like that, Diary, and actually it's, re it's really interesting mm. to hear it that way. Yeah. So what can we, yeah, thanks for that. What, so what can we learn, Dan, from that? How would you end it? How would you, I know that we've got the Countess going off, but I, when you have something that is this powerful for everybody in the cast and crew, mm. you want to give them that sort of, that ending that, that stays with you. What, give me the last scene or the last shot or the last, some lasting image from it. I, I think the last shot is that they feel like they cannot do any more than that. Mm. And that, so they go their separate ways, vowing mm. to ever come back together if ever there is mm. anything of that level that threatens this, um, threatens this country. Yeah. And they never, they never get to come back together, despite there being all of that for mm. other reasons that you. Maybe so earlier on, earlier on in the film, they, um, they when they're young, they take their first bow from from the wood of a tree together yeah and they form it and then at the end of the film they part ways by placing their bows back in a in, the, in a tree of significance or something yeah and returning the wood back, back and, to or, and, and to take yeah, it when, or, when it's needed when necessary or yeah. one of the one of the and characters a small young kid sneaks along well and one of it one of the characters <laughs> yeah I was going to say what one of the characters. That's actually very cool. Dies. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good, but it's good. You know? Yeah, it's like, like the bow yeah. gets taken. Yeah. I thought yeah. like um, if one of the characters dies, they would put their bows on the pyre mm. to like let it, and that sort of like signalised the end of it. It becomes the cross that they, you know. Yeah, that they, they used to. To oh, no, that, that that's the end of the second of the second film, and one of the knock and loose dies, <laughs> yeah. and the other person uses the two bows to make the cross. And then Robin Hood stood there. <laughs> Thanks for that, Dan. That was, yeah, that's a great idea. Thanks for that. So before we hear Daria's uh, idea, the Duke's idea for Knock and Loose, I'll just let everybody know what happens at the end of this episode. I will be picking a winner. And at the end of the season, you guys will be picking a winner. So we, we don't, haven't really figured out how we're going to do it properly, but we're going to throw all of the ideas together. We're going to whittle them down in a variety of heats, and then we're going to get you guys to pick an eventual winner. And what will happen with that eventual winner is we will make it into a movie trailer. Whatever idea wins, whatever idea is picked, however good or bad it is, we will make that into a movie trailer with our limited resources. So nobody feel bad about losing today, because as I always say, the losers are the real winners. And the winner is the person who has to have their film immortalized by us. And we're no more talented at making trailers of things as we are at hosting podcasts. So you are hosting <laughs> So enjoy. Um, so I'd love to, um, th this is quite a, a landmark for us in our, in our, uh, in our journey. So mm. I, I would, I'd like to uh, throw it over to Daria, our first guest that is also a dupe. And I'd love to hear your idea for Knock and Loose. Oh, hello, hello. So obviously my idea is not as fleshed out because I just came up with it. Mm -hmm. But I uh, love ancient stuff ancient greece and ancient mm -hmm. well greece primarily for the mythology and it might be very literal but so i uh thought of a film which is a comedy it's a workplace comedy about okay. cupid okay oh! that's that is yes! phenomenal lovely yeah, 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 yeah. yes i love it you, i you, love it that's go it. let's all go <laughs> we're all on board <laughs> go <laughs> So um, I was thinking about where uh, it should be set. It should be either set now or 
in ancient Greece. And just for the hell of it, I decided it should be set in ancient Greece. Yes, of course it should. Yeah, and it has all the hallmarks of a of a workplace comedy, but set in ancient Greece. It's, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah so, so it's like... a workplace co- comedy and in ancient mm-hmm. Greece. And with the whole set of gods, so it treats mm-hmm. all of the gods really seriously. Mm-hmm. So Cupid is one of them. And he is really fucking tired of what he does. Okay, right. So uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I didn't have the time to think about it visually. Sure. But also, he's like mistreated by everybody else because there are like the star gods. There is the, like, even what he does is like, his boss is Aphrodite, who is mm-hmm. like an Asian Greek version of an Instagram influencer. Yes, yeah, of course she is. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and she does no work but has all the fame. So he yeah. literally <laughs> needs to go and do all the work for her. Yeah. Uh, and she takes all the credits. And uh, so he is completely disillusioned. And it, like we do get bits of kind of, so at first he starts getting frustrated and we get like bits of, but very, very like rapid uh, editing mm-hmm. of like, his first response is he starts uh, to knock and lose really people who by no account should be in love. Yes. And we have like, I don't know, four, well, three love stories about those people. But like in the end, because he's Cupid and he is magical, it actually works out every single time. But every right. time it works out, it makes him even angrier because his point <laughs> is to, uh, he's frustrated. And yeah. so I don't know how this is, this is the point, but he, uh, at, and the, in the end, he does something that mm-hmm. he does achieve to fuck up massively, mm-hmm. which leads to all of the Greek gods dying. And so that's the end of the Greek empire and the Romans come in. Okay. And so, nice. he, like a merger, a takeover. Yeah, yeah, and he ends yeah, up working, yeah, yeah. working for yeah. the Romans. So what, no, what, he's what, not. What? No, no, no. He's not because Romans never treated gods seriously. They right. just use ah. them as branding. So it's like... Again, the, but, the evil So he's with, there, but he's their branding yeah. now. So yeah, he's like, because he still exists, yeah. right? Yeah, he still exists. Like, every, every single god dies except for him. And he exists till now because people still fall in love. Well, I guess, mm. yeah, I guess like the Romans. So he somehow, I don't know what he does, but somehow so now, something that he, he does leads to the collapse of the... Can I, can yeah. I say, so my, my, favorite, my favorite thing about Aphrodite is that she, you know... Um, in the story, she's married to Hephaestus, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the blue collar worker. So that story is always meant to me that like you can be like the the worksmith and you can get the goddess of love, right? That's my whole thing. But maybe that's where that's his first thing where he's like, you know what? You don't deserve to like dates like um oh is it Eros was like the really was really like hot guy. You don't get to date Eros. I'm gonna I'm gonna cupid you with Hephaestus. She was she was in love with Mars, the god of yeah. war. Yeah, god of war. Right. So I think that like that's that's Cupid's first like twist of the night. Cupid's first effort at yeah, messing it up. She, and and he sets yeah so she sets Aphrodite up with Hephaestus instead of Eros or or Mars. Mars. Yeah. And that's that's and maybe because because Mars is Aries being in the Roman right. That's what. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So what happens after uh, like Romans just took the entire Greek mythology, yeah, and renamed every single god. But what we just discussed that recently with uh, Oli, that there is some scientific works, not books, just uh, mm. like research, where researchers say you need to, in order to understand ancient Greek, you need to think as if the gods were real. Mm. Like absolutely real. And then we discussed this with Oliver, and then we came to the conclusion that Romans did not think gods were real. They were just like right. using it as a reference. I see. And yeah. so 
in this film, kind of, I'm taking this as they were real in ancient mm. Greece, and then they all died. Mm. And the Romans were just using like the memory and the images yeah, of yeah, that, to, that for politics. Yeah, but that's I, the Cupid's doing. I like if you if you said Aphrodite was in love with Mars, was supposed to get with Mars, and obviously Mars is what the Romans renamed Ares to. Mm. And by Cupid fucking it up, that causes all the Romans to then invade mm. right so you i guess as you're saying yes i know they rebranded the gods but you're sort of almost playing it with two fields here where you have the greek gods and the roman gods so you would have Ares face off against mars because so you she, she was so... supposed to be the aphrodite was supposed to be like the bridge the bridge building i can't think of the term for it the sort of to, to the ambassador to bring the roman gods and the greek gods together but because the Cupid messed up the Romans don't have gods. They, just know, they don't have gods. So, yeah, I not mean, the world. whole idea is hmm. that, not in this world. The, they re, the they restructure that, in like a sort of... Yeah. Um, no, they, they literally like come. Yeah. yeah, they literally murder everybody. They murder yeah. everybody. And then they just use like, they keep using, it's like very yeah, yeah. dark in the end. So it's a comedy, it. but and it's a very dark ending. Because so they have like murdered. breakout rooms and they have like, you know, a, a hot desking. They don't need the gods anymore. They're a flat structure, right? Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they, they the are bureaucrat states. Yeah. They like they even street build their streets in the exactly same mm. way, and so but they're very clever, and so the, mm. it's like uh, so they murder everybody, but then they're like we're never going to tell the people that the gods are no more. Sure, mm. we're just going to use their images, which is exactly. very sort of current, isn't it? It's very much exactly. like sort of yeah. I love how can I throw in that maybe the demigods and middle managers. So you've got like Hercules is way above his station, isn't he? But really all he's doing is he's just there middle managing between two different places. You know, he's not allowed. He's not as big as he thinks he is, you know? No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he, again. So maybe this whole Mars Aphrodite thing like escalates, like this love triangle escalates. Maybe, here's an idea. Maybe he just like gets drunk on whatever they do and he, nice. he, normally he just um, sends, like, he's supposed to send two arrows, but here he somehow, and there should be a procedure which makes it impossible, mm-hmm. but he somehow makes it possible, I don't know, maybe he works with Hephaestus because Hephaestus was the god mm-hmm. of um, making forgery. it. Mm-hmm. Forgery. Forgery. And yeah. he really makes it so Mars, Aphrodite, and Hephaestus are in a triangle. Mm. And because they he, he 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 like stabs them all with the arrow, they can't do anything about it because mm-hmm. they now bind it. Sure, but that's that, not meant to be. No, yeah, and sure. leads to the inevitable like breakdown of the gods to where they have and because they live in their own sort of demi planes, they have to come out. They they decide they're going to have it out one once and for all. All the gods going to come down to earth and have it out once and for all. Winner takes it all, mm. right? And they all take sides in stupid man on a yeah. They all come down, literally all of the gods. And that's the day the Romans Tim- invade and slay all the gods. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And there could be a lot of kind of really stupid, because I, I wanted to be comedy. So mm. it could be a lot of really stupid things where the entire humanity is divided into like Tim, Tim Hephaestus and Tim Mars. Yeah. <laughs> and there is that's merchandising. a lot of merchandising happening, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've got a question. So yeah. there's a there's a TV series called Plebs, which I think is an English TV series, and it's set in ancient Rome. And the, the main characters talk like talk like you know they're like lads, sort of very English. But I think the exterior characters all sort of speak in this lofty 
Um, yeah, how would you approach the dialogue or yeah. the tone? Would it be modern and, and that would be kind of funny or would it be archaic language? I would do two things. I would, again, uh, because here it's kind of... Uh, it's already... We established that there's already like parallels to modern media world. Mm-hmm. So mm. it would be among themselves would be speaking very plain but the moment they needed to address the people yeah. they'd be like uh, yeah, yeah that's okay. great yeah. then they would be all lofty and yeah. are we going full w1a when they're talking in that sort of advertising uh, jargon jargon speech. yeah uh, I, don't the, I don't understand the reference oh it's a it's a bbc comedy and it's sort of a, a real mick take out of advertising and media and yeah. they they all speak yes. in jargon the whole time yeah i Actually, mean no one says anything of use you know no. they just talk nonsense and no uh, no yeah. no it should be useful but it should be like they should i would really love that there's like a really offensive word that they use to refer to mortals Mm-hmm. yeah 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 that'd be great and like somebody <laughs> accidentally uses it like when, yes, when talking and... <laughs> <laughs> it gets great. it gets cc to all reply all instead of reply. Yeah, yeah 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 and then they have to do a crisis management and like ima- invent what the word actually means yeah instead yeah, of... <laughs> yeah that's great i like this who's the guy who's the guy the messenger of the gods mercury Mercury. Mercury. Hermes. I don't know which. No, no, no. It's a, oh, okay. It's Mer- Mercury or Hermes, but I don't oh, know. Oh, Hermes. Which one. Yeah. Hermes. So Hermes is the is the um, is the, PR. He's the yeah. liaison, isn't he? He's the guy who you know everybody in this coronavirus crisis are getting up on the microphone and everything they're saying is ludicrous and they're way out of their depth and they look completely nervous and completely sort of you know uh, uh, yeah definitely yeah. sort. Of supposed to be there so he is their pr guy that they wheel out and every time they wheel him out he just fluffs it up <laughs> uh, this guy he tries you know well yeah. in in a, like like the like the delivery company that he go he goes to do it he delivers a message but and just runs so he just like <laughs> and goes he's gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got so much to do in this or time. i delivered your message i definitely delivered your message well, they, yeah. and he has <laughs> If you listen to these people, I can't remember the names of them because I, I try not to follow the news because it's it's stressful. Um, but they just sit in front of the microphone, stand in front of the microphone, and they talk nonsense. It's vacuous. It's just rubbish. It's like none of it makes sense. It doesn't link to anything else. Um, particularly the gentleman in the in British politics who who is 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 the sort of coronavirus spokesperson for Boris Johnson's government. I can't particularly I can't remember, remember his name. His name. But he just is nothing. He says nothing of use. He's just rambling. He's like a character from the thick of it. So it's like, so yeah. So this guy, when you wheel him out, he's supposed to be the messenger of the gods. But he, everything he says is just jargon, just jargon yeah. and nonsense. And he's nervous. He shouldn't yeah. have been given his position, you know. Yeah, I'm just yeah, a messenger. We, Why put and, me out in front of yeah. everyone? And we see them all like that because, like, well, we see that through the eyes of Cupid, who is really like. Mm. Yeah, Hi, yeah, and he's sort of, uh, and I like that he just, yeah, he just, he, he knows he's done with all their bullshit, mm. right? He's done mm-hmm. like, I, you know, your gods, you're being so lofty to the people. So are we going yeah. young and casting him like this cherubie Tom Holland type? I know we've mentioned Tom Holland already, but this Tom Holland type, or are we going maybe someone with a bit more gravitas? Well, or here's the thing, that is the difficult thing about casting, because in theory, mm. all gods should be young. Mm. Yeah, sure. But I don't know. Feels, I don't think it's necessary. Feels like, he feels like Tim in the office, doesn't he? The only one that like can see how ridiculous yeah. everyone around him is. Mm. I wouldn't cast Tom Holland. 
I mean, mm. I, I also, I mean, okay, not not young, but they they're just immortal, so they could just have one shape and they are there, and they could they could be different ages. Uh, yeah, but sure. I don't know. He needs to. I think Cupid. It's crucial that Cupid is likable in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. It kind of he's too old for this now. But somebody like I forgot his name now. But uh, the guy in the American office who is married mm. to Emily Blunt. John oh Kuczynski. yeah, John Krasinski, who plays yeah, basically the plays, American yeah. version of Tim from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's perfect. That's okay. a good melding of certain minds. Well yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. John Krasinski, but, yeah, great, great. But not story. him, not him. I think he is too old for this now. Like, I see. Because he's in right. his forties. Sorry. At this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody <laughs> like him. Well, I mean, it, it is Cupid. We're talking Cupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I, and I do know you. Yeah, there needs to be just slightly more of a youthful vibe. And I'd like to yeah. throw in, like, also you can play with how actors and actresses age out at different ranges in the public eye. So George Clooney would probably have to play either Hercules Zeus. or Zeus, Zeus. right? Zeus. Yeah. Um, but then the women would have to be a lot younger, wouldn't they? And you'd only have one or two in Meryl Streep. Well, I think it depends because uh, there is the hero. There is hero. Mm-hmm. Who could That's be. like a Meryl Streep type, obviously. Yeah. Well, no, like, I, I don't... Or Laura Linney or... Laura Linney. No, I think, I mean, mm, I don't know. I will go with that in the sense that, I mean, Harry is not, Harry is cool. She's just mm. underappreciated. So mm. I don't know. I would, uh, I, I would, no, Linney, he just too obvious. Mm. Uh, I would, Gillian do, yeah, Anderson somebody. Gillian, Gillian Anderson, Gillian Anderson, Gillian Anderson, Anderson yes. Hera. I think We've that would be cool. Like, again, so she's like, she, she, she is not. <laughs> Her, her husband doesn't appreciate her, but she is yeah. not a shitty person. Mm, so yeah, yeah I think yeah. I, I really like Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. For Aphrodite, that's I think the most important casting. But mm. I don't know who who that. Oh, who's uh, who's the woman from the um from the with the but um. Hold on, wait. We'll cut this out. No one wants will... to see the action that Ryan just uh, made, by the way, to try and yeah. describe this. I movie. would that's... I would want to cast somebody who's not old... white. Somebody? Yes, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you totally. That's what I was about to say, actually. like One of the striking things about Wonder Woman, regardless of what you think of the film or the actress, is that they didn't cast somebody white, blue, which I like. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is white. She does have blue eyes and white hair. <laughs> yeah. uh, white hair, blonde hair. But yeah, yeah, I would like Aphrodite to be... I don't know, but I don't know. Uh, Christina Hendricks. Christina yeah, but she's Hendricks. too obvious, Christina Hendricks. She, well, she's, she's also, white. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's also... She's white. And she's also too old. And now it's not Ryan's just for women. It's yeah. not just for women. It's for... Because John Krasinski... For the same reason John Krasinski, Krasinski is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no, um, I agree. I actually even thought that it would be really cool if there were literally not a single, like, blonde person because this yeah, is yeah. Greece. Yeah, well, sure. like One, like, the absolute minority would be blonde people because it is ancient Greece and it's, like, closer to... Middle East and Africa. Yeah, sure. uh, no, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it's actually, I think, who would be Aphrodite? I couldn't. Maybe, mm. well, maybe somebody from Black Mirror. Uh, the in the episode Sandra Nipera. Mm-hmm. The girl, the girl from the mm-hmm. Sandra Nipera. Um. Oh God, yeah. Well, the one from Blade Runner twenty forty nine, you mean, or the other one, the the one from Halt and Catch Fire. She's got a sort of like a bob. Oh, I or don't you know. About the other girl. Yeah. 
I don't know their names. They're two girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. I talked about, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Gugu Mabatha Raw. Yes, yes. We talked about yes. her in another episode, yeah. yeah. And probably yeah. pronounced her name two different ways um, each time. But I did my best. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but she's a great she actress. She could be Aphrodite's. Yeah. yeah, and she's very underrated as well, I think. She's the sort of actress that needs, like, a really good high-profile role to show her acting chops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think she she well to my mind she could be Aphrodite's mm. easy. So, so unless you've got any other uh, suggestions, I would think let's close on um, uh, like the poster or the marketing or how does this go? Because this is a, this is so open ended. It's got a wealth of ideas for how you market it. Do you push the comedy? Do you push the the gods? Do you? You know, what tone do you want to strike when you... I push the comedy. I push this... Uh, well, I mean, I obviously want the very, very dark ending to be a surprise to everybody. Mm. Um... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and good comedies do that, though, don't they? You know, they really do, yeah. yeah. How they all die, and then yeah. we see how they use, like, the image of Aphrodite. But now she's rebranded as Venus. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh... How about a mother said, like says, like, world's best god? You know, instead of world's best dad and people or world's best boss, it just says world's best god. Yes, I think like it's cool. Just a piece Not of lose. Box. I think it's just it should be just a portrait of this guy, Cupid, uh, mm -hmm. with like uh, arrows and. What about in a Tinder yeah. profile? So yes, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. It could be Tinder profiles, like you know, like a Zoom kind of thingy, where they're Tinder profiles of all the gods. Yeah, mm -hmm. or, or Insta, or the Insta profiles. You yeah, know different I mean? like, ones for diff different social media profiles in little boxes for each character. Yeah, character. that's with, so with, an, cool. with a picture of them. And like, like Zeus would only have like one of like one of like. He'd still have my face. Yeah, yeah, Zeus has his chin. Of course he does. Yeah. Of course he does. Now that I got work experience, have been ruling. And who is it? Hades has just a picture of his three dogs. You know, like there's no the Cerberus. There's no way he'd have a picture of himself. No, no, no. Hades has a Tinder profile, but it's like where he tells nothing about himself. But like, you should be. Yeah. You should be skinny. <laughs> white. Yeah. White. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have all the legal documents to leave in Greece. Yeah, yeah. Be a citizen state and so on and so forth. Yeah. I, I, I love, love that. That's great. Oh, I just just one thing just one thing on Hades. He would definitely be like an Alex Jones type, wouldn't he? Like the yes. sort of, like he'd have a proselytizing one just like, podcast. Yeah. Of course he would. That's exactly yeah, what Hades yeah. would be of like. Of course he would. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you for that, um, uh, Daria. That was fantastic. Lovely. Well, thank you. I, I I'm happy you like this idea. So um, just before I give you guys uh, my idea for Knock and Loose, um, and it will be a short one because I think it crosses over a little bit with somebody else's idea, but also it's just a couple of log lines and, and some potential rather than a, rather than a full idea. Um, and after that, I will be uh, picking the winner. Uh, but before that, I just wanted to say thanks to Ryan's idea of, um, you know, he says he's not coming to terms with his, his, his fear of uh, horror films, but I feel like there's something in there to to pitch a horror film but you know it, it sort of evolved into something where it's difficult to pick uh during the film who the who the good guys and bad guys are know uh, your enemy know your enemy and sort of this idea of um uh of big oil and you know is it is it creepypasta is it is it is it folklore is it is it just something that they're fabricating and i like this sort of keeping everybody on their toes 
um, Dan's idea for Knock and Loose, uh, a, a sort of British action movie set around the period of Robin Hood. But what I love about it, not only having two strong female characters and more at the forefront um, and making a good movie, this sort of hybrid of, of Len Wiseman and Danny McBride. I think McBride, the comedian, but also wrote Halloween. And so he's got that sort of that sort of um, mixture, but th but also the idea of it being a progenitor to Robin Hood, the idea that it leads in to something else, but whilst also being its its own thing with, with fantastic cast, by the way, fantastic cast and just a fantastic sort of uh, villain as well in, in this uh, historical character. Um, and then Daria's uh, wonderful <coughs> ideas to set in a fantastic bar, extraordinarily high for um, a love conquers all type story where uh, the idea of the gods and bringing them down to our level, it's like almost like taking celebrity and bringing them down to our level, seeing them as people, this sort of vibe of the thick of it or, 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 or even both American and British offices, this sort of workplace comedy about ancient Greece is just the absolute perfect mashup that is missing uh, in, in this day and age, uh, referencing, uh, uh, Instagram and and other social medias and influencers and all sorts of uh, modern things, but also having this historical context where you um, you take uh, the the way the Greeks saw the gods and the way the Romans saw the gods, and I think that's you know it's actually got quite a cool uh, edge to it and a very dark ending as well. So yeah, my my idea for Knock and Loose. This is another title that. Uh, came in quite a long time ago and it came in so the title it was one of these things where uh, the birth of the idea of slash dupe came from silly titles first and then reverse engineering what Hollywood or, or other sort of outlets might actually make from them so Knock and Loose is one of the early ones along with This Train Terminates and a couple of others so it's one of the early ones so Knock and Loose came before the idea and then I came up with the idea and it, and it made you know us all laugh um, but funnily enough, like, so Dan, you took basically the same time period and some of the same conceits and made it into a good film. <laughs> so, because so, I had it as quite a bad film as my pitch, but, but this is what I think. So, okay, my knock and loose is set in the same time period, um, but it's adopted brothers and sisters. It's Lucy and Knox, and they're two, they're, they're brother, adopted nice. brothers and sisters in, in, in the same sort of time period, same sort of setting uh, as your idea for knock and loose, Dan. Um, However, what it does is it chronicles um, in a sort of, I don't know, in an ironic way, the birth of modern policing. So Knock and Loose are almost like a combination of a detective and a, a CSI sort of scientist. So someone wow. who can analyse like a tracker, this, this sort of evolution of a tracker, someone who can look at a crime scene from that time period and figure out, who 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 done it? You know, um, so they're both obviously. I've there's all the parkour and you know action that you know you put into your idea. So I can skip all of that basically. But the <laughs> idea is that they would go around, um, and it would start with them, or maybe I I hadn't really thought about this, but maybe the pre-credit sequence is a little bit James Bondy as well. So you know, a little bit of a spy vibe to this sort of Robin Hood sort of esque tale. But the pre-credit sequence is them catching robin hood so like that's the pre-title sequence nice and then there's the title sequence and then you have these these characters that of course yes they're good with the bow you know in, in as as you would be in sort of a crime drama but really it's yeah it's like a crime drama it's like 
Luther, but set in sort of medieval Britain. And you have almost po-faced, just straight-laced tropes of crime cop movies and CSI and stuff, but you have it in this world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's sort of, I I really don't have too much more than that, Um, or at least (laughs) not too much more that that you haven't put into your idea, which is... I think an, an alternative of Sean's idea, you know, back when we were laughing about it back mm. in the pub was maybe this idea of knock and loose being like, I was sort of like a Lord and Miller style buddy comedy. Yeah. Cop, cop drama, like butt set way back when. Yeah. Like, sort of jump and, street. Like, yeah. But, and a jump yeah. street. And then, so you play on the, on the sheriff of Nottingham, like he's actually the sheriff and like, they're like his deputies or whatever. Like that was one of the things I remember laughing with you about. Yeah. That sort yeah, of yeah. idea. So it's, uh, I mean, I would love that, but sorry, hmm. I, 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 I I'm loving this. I'd love to watch a police uh, like kind of comedy, mm. like buddy cops, but with the, all the things of the time where like they, neither of them knows how to read or write. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're both, both essentially peasants. Yeah, no one can read and write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. <laughs> yeah, because I had like, um, you know, it's sort of like a knight's tale, you know, or something like that. It's yeah. that tone of like sort of taken. Yeah, you're right. I think it's sort of changed in translation like quite a lot, but you're right. I've, I've, I miss that comedy aspect of the original idea. You're right. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can see some of my notes here, actually. There's um, the bard is the informant, of course, because the bards yeah. can, you know, go to taverns and listen to songs, but maybe he only gives them the information in, in song, song or yeah. in rhyme, you know, because it's the only... only it's like, I can't tell you is. yet because I haven't come up with a rhyme for orange. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll never know, yeah. And, like, one of them failed to king, like, a, a kill a foreign king and he was demoted, so he's gone from London, which, of course, is not the London that we know, but it was the London on the Thames, and they've been demoted to, you know, this sort of backwater town. And, there's, you know, so you, all, you have all those tropes of... I would love to see London. Actually... What was was London the biggest town back then? I think I don't. I actually don't know that, and it would be interesting to find that out. I know because it was on the Thames. It, it, it's that's why it established itself as such a, a sort of hub. But yeah, at the time, would it have been one of the biggest sort of towns? Yeah. Because it would not. It could be like you've been demoted from whatever is the biggest town to London. To London. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. even better. Yeah, that's fantastic. And they, they even back then they're like, well, this is a shithole. You know, no one wants to go to London. <laughs> You have all those jokes in there as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. And so this, I really, that's literally it. That's the end of my notes. And I haven't got any actors. I haven't got any ideas. I just thought like, yeah, that's a sort of procedural cop drama, but a comedy and set within that period where you take all of the, yeah, like the fact they can't read and write. <laughs> brilliant. You know? And the judicial system is completely, you know, you can't really follow a proper judicial system there at that time and all this sort of stuff. Um and so it'd be really fun, like to be it being treated treated seriously, but then having like for real fights about. So our next witness witness said that uh, he was there at two a.m. and the other person like, no, he didn't say mm. that, uh, and like they have no proof, yeah. and they like fight with each other because neither of them can read. Or <laughs> yeah, write, yeah, so. exactly. And this, how do you would obtain proof or anything or evidence or anything? Exactly, it's ludicrous, but they do their best. Also, like, so someone's know. like, what is two o'clock? Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about when that when the sun is up, up or when the... <laughs> <laughs> when the church when the church rang two yeah. times? Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got potential, right? It's oh, just, yeah. it's just yeah. but, it's, but it's not. It's it's by far the, the weakest of the four ideas. <laughs> um, 
and I haven't got an idea of who would who would play you know any in it at all. You know, I have no idea what actors would be in it. Um, I mean, we can just keep dance cast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just keep dance. Dance will be retooled. This beautiful. Um, uh, story that he told about how his film would, would become this amazing touchstone for so many people's lives is the behind the scenes of the potential of what it had. You know, they all <laughs> yeah. thought it would be that. And then, in, in and then that Island of Dr. Moreau film instead. they made, it, it was turned into this, yeah, instead. It was 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but yeah, so, okay. I, this has been very difficult uh, to pick a winner. And it's one of these things where um, iteratively, each idea topped the last, um, and it's uh, not. I can't remember who was in which order, so I'm not insulting well, means, anyone. I mean, I was first. So oh, yeah, yours so. was the worst. Um, <laughs> but yours was the worst of a good bunch. Like that's a good place to be, you know. Yeah. Um, but each idea came out stronger and stronger, and it's not like me to sort of. I don't know. I I, I have to, <laughs> Dan. You're going to hate me. Yours was a, such a on a, on a hair's breadth. Hashtag and... Dan was robbed. Hashtag Dan was robbed. Hashtag Ryan was robbed as Dan, well. <laughs> your, your, um, your idea, I was like, this is the winner. This is a surefire winner. Um, Dan's, it, I, would, I would love to make this. I'd love to see it. I mean, yeah, it crosses over with my idea. But it's, that's not the reason why, but it's, it's so in my head as what Knock and Loose should be. I was like, there is no greater accomplishment than, than knock and loose for you know uh, the title for your idea it could not get better than that and then daria as the dupe just pulled it out of the bag with just that log line that's it that's a log line that you could sell to a producer and they would go yeah here's 40 grand go write the script like it's just <laughs> well what, 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 what a log line you know like a log line is just the um uh, a workplace a workplace uh, comedy a workplace comedy set in ancient greece featuring cupid like that's a log Locking line loose. that's that's like just the key features of the of the idea in one line and you just did it and it just got better from that point onwards it really did so even if you had just left it there i would have gone yeah okay daria's a winner so for that daria i want to say <laughs> and you're right, it's such a great it has such potential and it's such something that as I said in the in the recap, like that is missing. There is a is an area of comedy that is missing this idea quite deeply. And as much as I loved Dan's knock and loose idea, um, perhaps perhaps we don't need another untold story of Robin Hood. Even though that was what I would have gone <laughs> for for knock and loose as well. But what we do need is is this sliver of uh, of sort of the office meets. Um, meets the greek gods so uh yeah <laughs> thank you Daria. that's that's fantastic well, thank and you. we should we should do that more often i think make the guests the dupe and see what they what they can come up with i feel all warm and fuzzy so. <laughs> that's just the wine well then you know, <laughs> now you know it probably it's just the lockdown juice i'm sorry dan i'm sorry you dan. Look genuinely upset as well don't you well it's a good one it was a, uh, to be fair they've all been good, good i think what we're gonna do is a sub series where it's like all of dan's ideas and we vote on those <laughs> And we see which one wins and we make a trailer of that one. I don't, listen, I don't have a problem with putting all of your snubbed ideas into, like, to an adjudicator. Into a wild as we, as card. We just, into yeah. a wild card and, and whittling them down into Dan's best idea. And then that goes into the Well, final, it's probably the best like... way because none of my ideas are ever going to make it. <laughs> Daria, you did, you did deserve yeah. that one, though. It was an yeah. amazing pitch. Definitely. Yeah. Amazing. Would rather Thank watch you so much. <laughs> it really was. It really was. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just just before we go, I just want to say um, uh, follow, like, subscribe. You can find it on um, 
uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, it's the same thing, iTunes and Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Google Podcasts. I mean, it's everywhere. Um, and uh, I've said this before, but sharing is is, the, is is caring. Like if you can get this out to people outside of outside of our network uh, and into your network, um, uh, and if you like it and you promote it uh, for us, then it gives us just confidence to go on and uh, make and, more and do more. I will get you the Russian voice. Yes, yes, please do. Please do. Please do. So send it. Send it to all of your Russian network. <laughs> um, Those of them who can listen to two hours of <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't even think the people I know can listen to two hours of, <laughs> of what we put out. So that's yeah. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for that. And yeah, everyone else at home, just uh, just remember we've um, uh, we, we we count on your support, your likes, your subscribes, your follows, your um, your comments, your, your comments, and Facebook. For, you know, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we've got a Reddit as well. Uh, join the conversation. Yeah. You know, start pitching us. Start giving us titles because then we yeah. might pick one and then we might pitch it. And hell, yeah. if you want to be on, you know, we've got Dario as a guest, comes in as the dupe on a guest in mm. our first shot and wins it. So, Daria, um, we, you have a book that you want to promote. <laughs> you can. Wow. I didn't, I, I didn't know uh, they want to promote this book, but probably, uh, well, whatever. I wrote a book, but it is in Russian. Mm-hmm. It's about Barcelona. Um, it's a nonfiction book about Barcelona. So if you are one of my Russian friends mm-hmm. listening to this, uh, I have a book called Что такое Барселона? Пляжи, хамон, независимость. Which translates to English as What is Barcelona? Beaches, independence, and ham. Come on, and ham. Yes. <laughs> I got that bit. I know that. Was, I know that word. <laughs> That's great. Where can you Where yeah. can you get that, uh, Daria? If you live in Russia, you can get that in any major mm-hmm. bookstore or online on Azonru. Uh, or if you live in Barcelona, then the best way is to write to me. Uh, and I am currently out of the books. Mm-hmm. It's been so successful. <laughs> um, but we'll, at some point yeah. when the lockdowns are over, I will get yeah, more books. We'll put, your, we'll put your contact details in the description block as well um, so that people can get a hold of you if they need to. Um, so, yeah, just, that just leaves me to say uh, thanks to everyone uh, today. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Sean. It's wonderful to not dupe and be, have a chance to pitch properly. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Dan. I'm sorry. Look, it's it's fine. Hasbro. It's fine. I, I cry myself <laughs> so sorry. Sorry. every night. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like the cupid that fucked you. <laughs> yeah, I am Your the idea Greek shot gods. me with the arrow. I'm yeah. the Greek gods that were yeah. slayed at the end. Yeah, <laughs> your time will come, Dan, and it will be glorious. It will be. It, it will, will be. Well, and and just leaves me to say thank you for you, Daria. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. It was fun. And thank you for listening at home. Cheers. super cool hey, Daria. i like i i'd never yeah, really nice thought of that um subversion of uh, what because specifically for game of thrones like i mm-hmm. because i'd seen the other side of it where people are like oh 
well, of course you send the woman mad because she's mentally unstable. Of course, that's what you do at the end of the season. How to undermine a character that you sent has yeah. stuck to her morals the entire way through, despite being abused in every single way that you can mm-hmm. possibly be abused as a woman. And she's still stronger for it, goes through it. And then in the last season, you decide she turns mad. And and, and so I've seen that and I've, been, I've, I've hung on to that because I thought that's actually that feels quite wrong, do you know, to do that. But then to see yeah. it the other way, which is to mm. actually she is the villain right from the beginning. She, I, and that's the thing. I mean, I, uh, well, for example, I never watched uh, Handman's Tale because I know what it's about and I'm just, sorry, no, I don't want to mm. spend my free time watching that shit. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's misery and, porn, isn't it? As well, it's misery porn. And I'm not like, not interested. And here's the thing, there is Sansa. There is a person who mm-hmm. does all of what you just said yeah, and doesn't absolutely. and is completely sane mm-hmm. and is abused like in, in, as every, you said, way, in yeah. every single possible way you can mm-hmm. imagine is also dismissed and so on and so forth and betrayed by many people and she comes out of a stronger and she is a good leader and we have no doubts that she is a good leader she is mm. like the one who mm. is the sanest at the end of it all yeah. so it's not like the creators of the show are misogynistic but i i don't think Feminism means like every time there is a woman, she needs to be the best. Yeah. Um, and I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not being scared for her to be the worst as well. Exactly. Exactly. And I I do think that here's, and it's actually also is a feminist perspective that it's not on Denny. It's on everybody else who's just looking at her and who are Mm. all men and are like, oh, you're a beautiful woman who has dragons. And like even Tyrion is like, because who is clever. Tyrion literally trusts her. I think seventy percent of his trust is that he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is that people she's not shy about what, like what stuff she does, and she's willing yeah. to do is just people. People are taking her through their own lens until the very yeah. last moment. Yeah, love it. I love it. Yeah, Great. God, you're right. That's quite fascinating, actually. Recorded in the Capo Studios 2020, What's Up Danger?